Welcome to Live from Lockdown, Zach and Dom, keeping you company in this time of self-isolation. Let's kick things off, Dom, with a bit of an update. Your week of getting places 10 minutes early. How's it gone? Uh, It's gone pretty good. I was pretty dead on time for this podcast, wasn't I? Well, you were right on 3 p.m. You said you'd be 3 p.m. Yeah. That is 10 minutes early. Because you're usually ten past three. <laughs> no, so no, you're no. True to your word. I'm pretty sure I said to you, "Is three-ish okay today?" And and three-ish no, ended up no, at three p.m. No, 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 no. You never would have said <laughs> "ish" to me. You know my feelings about that. <laughs> you're not a fan of "ish." No, I, I haven't been late to to anything for the week, which has been pretty great, to be honest. It's uh, again, there's not many places to be at the moment, so it's not as though it's a brilliant achievement. But I've been going pretty good, actually. This morning I was um I was up before eight in the morning, which is like if you wow. know me, that's a that's a marvel. It's not often and I see that. What did you time learn when you're looking around at eight a.m.? Was it like a new world out there? It's really cold in the morning, isn't it? I did, isn't I, it? I normally sleep through that bit. Um, but well, yeah. you know, actually, something sim- similarly funny. Hmm. I did honestly say to my wife last week, and I didn't realize why. Yeah. So we've been in this house two and a half years. So. Hmm. You, we did late nights for three years. Yeah. I said to my wife last week, about 7.30 in the morning, I go, is it darker in the morning this year? I'm like, it's so dark in our room. I'm like, it feels so much darker than the years gone by. And she goes, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, it feels really dark. Is there like a new tree or is there more clouds around or something? She's like, you haven't been up at 7.30 in the winter in two <laughs> yeah, and a half true. years. True. And I was like, oh, that's so true. I've never been up on a weekday that early mm. to see how dark our room is. Well, and here's a bit of a, an insight um, into the radio times is obviously when we were doing the show nationally, uh, we had to account for daylight savings. So in the summer months, we would actually be doing the show, you know, an hour earlier that, you know, in Brisbane time than it went to air, which meant you get home a bit earlier. But winter, as well as already doing late nights, you genuinely wouldn't be home to one thirty or 2 o'clock in winter. So... I guess that is... Uh, a nice little radio tidbit there. Yeah, well, I, that's when you know that we're running out of our radio tidbits, isn't it? I mean, we've had a few interesting behind ones the, to share. Behind the mic with Dom, <laughs> you're, you're letting your other podcasts bleed over a little bit where you give behind-the-scenes secrets to the radio industry. Uh, well, I will... The, the one thing I one thing I have really missed is I haven't had a curry from... You know that Indian place I used to order from two or three times a week sometimes? I haven't been back Which there one was since. that? Was that the one where you got the naan from one place and a curry from another and the guy <laughs> told you you weren't allowed to do that anymore? <laughs> no, no. This was that that's more around my place that I've done that. This is the place that um that I'd order from all the time to the point that I I did start to get known by the Uber Eats drivers. That's how much I was ordering there. Not the cafe or the restaurant near me, but the Uber Eats drivers who were in that area came to know me so much because of that particular place. Um I miss Speaking it. of curries. Check yeah. out this experience I had last night. I was on the way to pick up a curry from the local uh, Indian place down the road. Yeah. I went by this car in an empty car park. This is, you know, 6.30 at night. Mm. There's no lights on in the car and there's a guy in there slumped in the front seat. Oh. Like, that looks a bit weird. Yeah. I don't know about that. And, you know, I thought there was a possibility that they were on their phone just sitting by themselves in a car. Sure. But there was no light on their face. And you're in the dark. It really lights up your face. Yeah, you can certainly tell. It's like when you're in a cinema. You can tell if someone's on their Mm. phone in a cinema because it lights them up. So I doubled back, went back through the other way. Still slumped. Hadn't moved a muscle. 
Oh, I was like, I don't like this. Doubled back again. So I looked on a third time, mm. hadn't moved a muscle. Went around the roundabout, came back a fourth time, four times. Honestly, mm. not a muscle, not a blink. I was going so slowly past them, not a blink. Jeez. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, do I call the ambulance? Do I go mm. up to the car? I'm like, I'll, I'll, just in case there is, you know, some type of situation where they're possibly sleeping with their eyes open mm. or maybe they are on their phone. I'm like, I'll just give them a bit of a beep. So I like slowed down so slowly, like practically stopped in front of the car. I was like two meters in front of it. And yeah. I'm like, burp, burp. and the guy like shoots up and looks at me and I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> hey, mate. Yep. See ya. <laughs> Like well, drive off in a hurry. That would have been a terrifying hoping, wake up. Yeah, I was hoping that he just, <laughs> you know, thought that I mistook him for someone else. But I think there's a public service announcement. I yeah. think he might have been on his phone. Yeah, sure. I'm like, sure. guys, don't slump in empty car parks. No. It cause quite a concern in the community. Certainly if you're going to do it, have your phone screen on full brightness. Because if your phone yeah. is dim, you can't. The people passing by can't tell. But if it's on full brightness, you would have seen his face that lit was, up. You'd be fine. That was much worse than previous experiences. Like mm. it, it looked a lot worse. I have a number of times been tricked. People in their cars, in stationary cars, slumped over. I don't think you realize, mm. you know, just as an average human, how much you slump when you're looking down on your phone. Yeah, it's a good and point. When, if you're looking from the outside, you can't see a phone obviously because it's below the window level. Yeah. Is that person okay? Speaking of the curry, by the way, that you went to get, I what, what do they... In vegetarian curries that you order, is it just like vegetables, like chopped up carrot where the meat would be? Well, I mean... The reason I ask is because there's an Indian place that's open near me. We got their flyer in the letterbox the other day. And they said, now offering as a vegetarian substitution, halloumi chunks instead of meat in your curry. And I was thinking, that's pretty tempting. I'm not a vegetarian, but my gosh, if I could get a butter chicken with halloumi chunks in that instead of chicken, that is tempting. Well, this might open some new windows for you, Dom. A new type of cheese you might not have heard of. No. Yeah, a lot of it is paneer, which is this type of cheese that is in a lot of curries. Hmm. And um, yeah, I guess it's... there. I can't really explain it. It's like a... A soft cheese. What's the cheese it's most like? Is it like, are we talking like a, a brie? Are we talking like a halloumi? Well, it's quite a, um, it's got a very soft, subtle flavor to it. Yeah, so okay. it's not something that has a really strong flavor because it takes on the flavors of the curry. Yeah, sure. Um, I can't really explain what it's like. I don't really have it that often, but that is uh, a cheese that's used in a lot of vegetarian dishes. Well, there's a Thai uh, place. Curries. There's a Thai place near me, and once they, the order must have got mixed up because they gave me tofu instead of chicken in the curry, and I did realize that day I'm not a fan of tofu. I do not what? like tofu. It's oh, like, you... it's nothing. It just takes on the flavors of other things. I didn't think so. I thought it tasted a bit bitter and sour. That was my my take you, on it. What was the sauce that you had with it? It was like a pumpkin sauce. It's lovely. Pumpkin sauce. Yeah, it's like a pumpkin curry. Okay. Well, why do you look at me like that? That's a very that's a very usual type of cuisine. But sometimes you look at me like the thing I've just said, no human has said before. And and it's like, it's beyond your realms of possibility. Well, that's not just like when I think of a stir fried tofu. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of ginger. Right. 
uh, cashews. No, no. So you garlic. Made a... I'm thinking of. No, I'm not thinking of pumpkin. You think about. Oh, but you're like, talking about a curry. Yeah, this is like it's imagine a, a butter chicken, and there's just chunks of tofu yeah. instead of chicken. It was like that. Mm. That was sort of the vibe of it. But I, I got to say, I mean, if halloumi is replacing, if meat has to go in the future world, and halloumi replaces it, I that's don't think halloumi I can would have. go well in a curry, to be honest. Well, I, I reckon I did see a place once that was doing halloumi steaks. You could order like. 250 grams or 350 grams of halloumi. Yeah, so bad. Don't do that. Why is that bad? Too much. Oh, no, it's... Too much. The... Um, no way. Halloumi generally, when they put halloumi on peat, on um, burgers mm. and yeah. it's just like a disc the size of a meat patty, Yeah. that is way too much halloumi for someone to be consuming. <laughs> no. And it's, it doesn't taste good. It's way too much. You know how they have like those, sometimes those steak eating challenges, like could you eat a kilo of steak or whatever? I could do a kilo of halloumi and I do know if we were still employed in FM radio, I would... <laughs> would be doing a kilo of halloumi by the end of the week because <laughs> that's what would have happened i would have just said that there and i would have seen zach look out to producer michael or jack jr and exchange eye contact and source a kilo of halloumi by the end of the week but i seriously in could our do culture it. too it would be probably star wars themed and it would be like mm. kilo ren or something like that and that's you'd have good. to wear the yep. kylo ren mask <laughs> that's pr- we'll oh. try to get the sponsors on board we'll try to get <laughs> yes. star wars on board i mean <laughs> Disney, Disney can sponsor it. It is just, it is a crying shame that these minds aren't working in commercial radio still because that, that is a brilliant Because we promotion. keep coming up with crossovers for brands. I know. No one wants to do it anymore. People keep telling us, oh, guys, when you actually do a podcast, we don't really like brand integrations anymore. We're kind yeah. of a little bit, it's a bit indie. It's a bit hipster. We, mm. we try to shy away from brands. I'm like, no, see, we, we have a commercial radio background. We That's want what, to sponsor everything. This is what we were taught. This is our. This is like our our training ground. This is what we grew up on, and we can't yeah. get it out of our system. The brands have gone, but the integration desire hasn't. I'll tell you a good halloumi. I had a halloumi taco once. Oh, right. Hang now, on, here's is in, a tip wait, for you. Taco, a taco with halloumi in it, or was the taco made of halloumi? Which would you prefer? Well, obviously, the taco's made of halloumi, but I'm guessing like it's instead of instead of tortilla. Yeah. It's a, yes. It's like crispy halloumi. It's pretty good. Right. No, 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 no. Halloumi was in the taco. But here's what they did really smart. They realized that the best part of the halloumi, what is it? It's the crispy crust where you fry it. Mm. Correct? Now, what do you do to increase surface area? Because that's one of the problems with a thick chunk of halloumi. It's like in the middle, it's just a bit rubbery. You You want it to be like that nice crisp Mm. outside. They cubed it into tiny little cubes. Smart. So you have this tiny cube with six sides of crispness. And I think that's really important generally when you are having cheese. I don't like... You know how people do like a cube of cheddar and you get it on a little toothpick? I don't like that. It's garbage. Well, because that's too much cheese flavor. Cheese is all about surface area. You want a thin slice of it. You know, like I had... um, I was at a... I got some takeaway cheese and crackers from a winery on the weekend. Um, as a takeaway. <laughs> well, is this a new initiative for COVID? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a. It's like a place about an hour north of Brisbane. Um, have you been up to Mount Me before? Ah, uh, yeah. Have you been up that way. Lovely. I think area. so. I don't really know. A lot of those mountains north of Brisbane blend into each other. I often have driven for hours. Sorry, not often. When I was mm. younger, I'd drive. Like I, we once drove from Sanford to Mount. Um, where was it? To Montville. Oh yeah, like that back way. Yeah, 
I assume I might have gone around Mount Me then. <laughs> you probably did. Well, it's one of those mountains. Anyway, they had a winery up there that that had um that had like takeaway cheese and crackers, which it was nice. But I bought the cheese and crackers, and then the the man running the winery said, "I need to be clear with you though." you cannot consume this on our property. You can't like sit in the car and eat it. You, He said, if you do that, you are breaking the law because we already have 10 people dining here and it will be counted as you dining in the premises. And so it was funny because I also had a cup of tea, like an English breakfast tea in a takeaway cup. I took one hang sip. Hang on, hang on, from the same place? Yes, I got afternoon tea. It wasn't just me, it was me Is and the family. It's a family Yeah, but trip. wait, wait, hang on. But a tea in a... Mm. In, in cheese and crackers yeah. is it a cheese platter no 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 just like a, a couple of wedges of brie yeah um, and okay. some crackers but and a few crackers yeah but and and a cup of tea but i had my sip of uh, a sip of my tea and as i took the sip i heard from like the uh, 50 meters away in the other uh, end of the winery the manager yell out don't drink that and he came running over and said, you're not even allowed to sip that tea because that's consuming food or beverage on this premises and that's now, illegal. Now, that's quite a rural area, isn't it? Quite yes. regional, rather. Yeah. I would yeah. have thought that the people enforcing the COVID restrictions, mm. you know, maybe wouldn't get out that far. Well, maybe he thought to I was To be able under- to see you well, in your car taking a sip. Unless he thought I was an undercover cop. Do you know what I mean? One of those people right. who are coming along to test him. And maybe something about me that day gave off an undercover cop vibe. Was it the thought, weird order, do you think? Well, because <laughs> well, that's mystery like, shoppers, isn't on. it? That's what mystery shoppers mm. are told to do. Put in a weird order well, this or something. Is, this is the interesting thing, because I like how they've diversified. Mm. Because everyone's had to diversify, haven't they, during yeah, COVID? Totally. Offer something different. Yeah. And I like the idea that they're doing takeaway cheese and crackers. Mm. The interesting thing, I think, is that you can't really do takeaway wine. No. Because you'd have to drive in and drive out. Yeah. And I mean, you, you can't. I think, could you do a wine tasting like that? I guess you could have a designated driver. Yeah, I suppose so. Drive-through wine tastings has merit. Drive-through wine tastings generally, even in a post-COVID world, could be a good idea. But The bar down the road from me yeah. um, brought... They were allowed to change to takeaway alcohol, which I think was something that largely saved them. Because yeah, when sure. the COVID restrictions came in, the bar's not that old and it's very popular in the area. Mm. And I thought, this might sink them. Yeah, yeah. Because they do do food, but not as nowhere near as much alcohol. Sure. And I thought, you know, unfortunately, this might be the end of them, but they were able to do takeaway alcohol. And I think that helped them quite a lot. I forget what these are called. Mm. Um, what I'm going to call them is have you ever seen a large moon, moonshine bottle? Oh, tiny little so. yeah. tiny little handle at the top, then a really large yeah. glass sure. thing, and it's probably holding at least three liters, four liters. Mm. Growlers. They're called growlers. Anyway, it's a lot of beer. And that was the limit that you're allowed to take. And so like I'm watching from the street as these people come out holding these like massive <laughs> bottles of beer. And honestly, it looked like prohibition. Like as if like you know that prohibition episode yeah, of The Simpsons yeah, yeah. where they're all hiding their alcohol in different things? That's right. Like, they've got it under their arms, they're running to the car, and I'm like, What situation mm. are we in? See, if they did that with like liquid halloumi, that would be me. Running out with just I thought leaders. you were going to go to like cheese or breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liquid halloumi. That was the the best reference you could think well, of. Well, it was. <laughs> we were talking. Oh, it was a callback. It was a callback to 
when we were talking about halloumi a minute ago but now that you say that certainly strawberry nesquik filled up to the the brim would be gold there i will say about the um the takeaway cheese and crackers the cheese and crackers themselves were lovely but often what i learned from the experience is often cheese and crackers are an enjoyable thing because you have it maybe for afternoon tea looking out over a nice view you have it with friends who are over for a dinner or something like that it's rare that you're sitting in the back seat of a car with like a a, a wooden well, why did you sit like in the back disposable seat? knife well because i was with the family the front seats were taken by mum no, and dad no no no, no, no. <laughs> what i mean is like i had assumed to that story was and then we drove to a nice lookout <laughs> and set up a picnic yeah. i didn't know it was the same as when you get a you know a happy meal at 2 a.m. in the morning on the way home and you stuff it in your mouth in the well, car park of McDonald's. I didn't know how far away the lookout... We did get to look at, but I was quite hungry and I didn't know how far away right. that would be. So I thought, well, what I'll, I'll do here is I'll see if I can like manoeuvre and cut a slice of cheese off and put it on a cracker in the back seat as we're in transit. And it was like it was still a lovely taste, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it was worth the $24. That was maybe a bit You got steep. to look... $24. Yeah, but that was for, for like a premium wafers and like two wedges of cheese, of triple cranberry. Wafers, get out of here. It has to be a cracker. Yeah. Well, I've got to look at the gluten-free options. Let's be fair. How, oh, right. Yeah, fair enough. How many um, what, How many servings do you think that was? Oh, I've, uh, I don't need, I'm so bad with servings. I I'd had be this expecting problem. at least four for $24. See, I had this problem the other day with um, peanut butter, right? Which a dietitian told me to start having peanut butter by the spoonful. I won't explain why because it's to do with bowels and it's a bit gross. But they said, get get that in you. It'll be helpful. But I didn't realize, you know, one big tablespoon. I mean, of- what, what situation are you in with your health that the dietitian is recommending spoonfuls of peanut butter as a healthy alternative? <laughs> no. What were you doing before? <laughs> No. I mean, I understand that you got to take steps in the right direction, but jeez. No, no, no. Okay, the, the context of that situation is that apparently if you don't have the right fats and oils in your diet, which can come from mm. things such as nuts, it's going to be hard to produce consistent bowel movements. And I don't know okay. why the podcast keeps going in this direction. And I'm really sorry that every episode we seem to find our way back to this topic again and again. Either way, she said... Good way to, to fix that. Start having spoonfuls of peanut butter when you get the chance. But I'd have like a heap tablespoon of could peanut butter. Could you do? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say. Could you do? Yeah. Could you do a parody of a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine <laughs> go down? <laughs> <laughs> you can fill in the rest. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's another FM song parody. I mean, we, what, what we're doing again here, Zach, is just showing our pedigree. Um, but I will say, I looked at the back, the nutritional contents of peanut butter. Do you know, like, one tablespoon, heaps tablespoon of, like, full sugar peanut butter is roughly, like, 30% of your daily intake of calories? Wow. Well, they're just butter. It's just peanuts blended up, isn't it? Oh, and a significant amount of sugar. It might be 30% of your fat or 30% of your sugar. It might not be calories overall. But I realized that, I, like, I was eating that, like, you know, scooping, I don't know, ice cream out. And I realized ice cream is not a healthy comparison. But the point is there's much fewer calories in one scoop of ice cream than there is in one scoop of peanut butter. Now, would you consider getting the no added sugar or salt peanut butter? But that doesn't taste good, Zach. That doesn't taste good. It tastes fun. all right. I've tried it. I've tried also those, you know, those like um, 
more indie peanut butters that they make that like aren't aren't your bigger uh, option and i'm not a fan yeah they're just, in a glass usually and they'll have a layer of oil at the top yeah not for me it's just not my go uh, i understand it is for some but for me take the sugar out and i'm not interested also uh, i should mention we have a few messages i wanted to get to on the podcast today and i do realize i'm rambling about my bowels again um so i i will get to some of them um if if unless do you have any closing thoughts on peanut butter I have no closing thoughts. I'm a huge fan. Have mm. it almost every day. Mm. But I have switched to the uh, no sugar and no salt. And once you're used to it, it's totally fine. So that would be my recommendation. Yeah, I'm sure it tastes okay, but it's not a treat anymore, is it? You don't get excited to have it anymore. I do, yeah. No, Peanut yeah, but butter on toast with black coffee is the best combination. Your diet makes me want to cry. Your diet, had, you I always thought this when we worked at radio, and I'd see what you would consider a snack. And you'd come in with like carrot sticks and you'd be dipping them into... Well, let's go through our something. diets today. Should we go through what we ate today? Yeah, but I've had a healthy day, so that's not going to work for you. But we'll give it a go. Why? No, because you were commenting on my diet to see if it's what you'd like. Yeah, but the treats are coming for me. But anyway, let's go through it. What was your diet? What, do you, what have you had okay, so for far? breakfast, for I had black coffee. I, I had... Black coffee, I have mm. porridge with coconut milk, with walnuts and cranberries, and I put yep. some honey in as well. Sure. Um, I had a handful of peanut M&Ms and a handful of almonds after what, that. Interchanged? Like, or... No, I just had a handful, and then I had another... I had a handful of almonds after Hang that. Hang on, you have, you have Around M&Ms. morning tea. You have M&Ms sitting in the house that last numerous days... Yeah, because you have like three at a time. Oh, that is miraculous. Four, maybe. I cannot do that. They were on special at Coles, half price. I can't go past half price. It's too good. It's 50% off. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've got to stock up. Mm. Um, For lunch, I had three slices of sourdough with avocado on it. What I put is salt, pepper, and sriracha Mm. hot sauce. Sure. And then for afternoon tea, I had an apple apple and walnut scroll. From Baker's Delight. That does sound pretty nice, actually. Mm, I don't, I don't understand. That's quite a lot of food to have had by mid-afternoon. And, and another, I had another black coffee. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, how, eat quite a lot of food. But you, you put not even a gram on. It frustrates me so much. Your metabolism. I don't know what it is. Is metabolism a thing? I've I heard. Think so. That's what I always used to put it down to. Then I kind of mm. heard like maybe it's not really a thing, and now I'm hearing it is again. I don't really know why, but yes, I'm. I've always struggled to put on weight. When I was a kid, my mum made me have sustagen. Oh, yes. I love sustagen. Did you ever have sustagen? That's the only hospital grade thing I ever had. It was sustagen (laughs) underneath it said hospital grade. I was like, what's this for? It's like a a meal supplement. It's kind of like Milo, but the hospital version. Yeah. And And I think it's like protein powder. It's delicious. Like that, it is maybe. delicious. I would. I didn't realize it was like a meal substitute. I would just come home from school and have a glass of vanilla sustagen as like a, a treat. <laughs> I don't it know was, if it is. I don't. I don't know exactly what it is. But my mum used though. to make me have that. And mm. now a couple of podcasts ago, we we're talking about things that you were put off by. Yeah. Once you got sick, I remembered during the week sustagen was one of them. Really? Because I have never had sustagen again because I threw up one day afterwards. Oh, no. Don't know if it was related. More likely it was related to how good the quality of milk I was drinking was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, never had that again. That's a shame because sustagen is a treat. I've not had it for a number of years, but I don't care. Like, it's one of the few flavoured milk options that I like. I, I'm pretty sure I like every flavour on the market. 
But it is. I always I, felt a bit uncomfortable with it because you had to at least at some at one stage when I was having a fair bit of it. The only place you could get it was the pharmacy, and walking into the pharmacy to buy flavored milk always made me feel a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> um, okay. You'd get there and you'd get the two jelly beans. Remember when you used to get? Oh, um, that's right. <laughs> you used to get the pharmacy jelly beans because you thought if it's from the pharmacy, they must be good for you. <laughs> well, I I'll thought get, they were uh, one selling one packet of the no, jelly beans. I thought the pharmacy jelly beans would be healthier than the normal ones because otherwise, why is a pharmacy selling them? They're all about health. They're not idiots. Diabetes, mate. Yeah, Blood I sugar. Well, I didn't realize that when I was a kid, did I? I hadn't put two and two together. See, my diet hey, so today I've is just some being, news. I was just going to say, my diet today, gluten-free special K and an acai bowl. That's all I've had. So you're beating me at this stage. Better bing, better boom. What do you got? Um, I was going to say I've got some news from Holman. We spoke last oh, podcast yes. about the possible rain gauge giveaway. So we have a few that. ideas. We've as got well a few on that. comments to get through. Yeah. Um, which do you want to do first? Uh, well, uh, well, let's just go through some of these comments because I promised I'd do it last episode, and and then I rambled for too long. That's so. right. I was wondered about yeah. that. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. we just say things and we never get to it, and then it never comes up again. <laughs> yeah. But I did remember when I was putting the podcast up, I was like, didn't Dom say how the, there were some comments? Yeah, yeah, there were a couple. So, look, I'll get to that first just so I make sure I do get to it. Uh, firstly, a couple actually are either rain gauge giveaway. We were chatting what confectionery, instead of count the jelly beans in the jar, what was a rain-based confectionery you could put in the jar that people could count? Well, Jessica said, what if you fill it with strawberry clouds? You know that that lolly? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, because clouds, like obviously, strawberry. And her, she said strawberry rain clouds. But, you know, I mean, you can call them that if you'd like to. But that's the. I thought that was a weather-based confectionery. And to be honest, I think if you're looking at weather-based confectionaries, it's probably slim pickings. That might be the the, the only option there is. So that has well, potential. Well, put that in... Um Keep that tab open and we'll come back to it in a few minutes. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't mind that. Michael also said, as an idea for the rain gauge giveaway, what if you got a spray bottle or a hose and you spray it in or near the rain gauge on video, you then post the video with the gauge covered except for the top where the water's going in and people have to guess how many mils went into the gauge just from seeing the water go up in the air into the gauge. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's adding a bit more mystery is a bit it? of theater bit of theater so i don't mind that uh, i like that a few other topics georgia was listening to an old episode where we were playing app or crap she wants you to bring that that one back as well zach um and apparently you spoke about an app called zombie run which she has now downloaded do you remember zombie run speaking about that app mm. um what was mm. the do you remember <laughs> not really i think it's something about it oh, hang on was think- this the one did i download this was i into this uh, I don't know if you're into it or if you just mentioned it. In I was the in this. Actually, I think I was. I think mm. you run first person through a field and you got to shoot zombies, and it's actually pretty scary. Yeah, that's what Georgia said. Um, she wants to see me try it out to see if I can finally reach the five kilometers that I promised I could do about this time last year. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 amazingly, the, um, my I, tip for that is yeah. is to turn down the volume. It's okay. It's okay playing it without the volume on, but the volume. It's kind of jump scares with the zombies coming out going like... Oh, jeez. And that, no, that gets to you, especially if you're playing it in bed before you go to sleep. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, the, I will just say, uh, Ari, they're running the five kilometres. This mightn't have seemed possible, but my fitness has digressed from last year. So 
I don't think I'd make it quite as far as I did last year. I was at that, that park over the weekend. We parked in a similar spot to where you got to your 700 meters and I was reminded of it. <laughs> it was a heroic effort that day. I think I could make probably three or 400 meters now, um, but I wouldn't be aiming much higher than that. Um, Nick wants to know if we can get uh, producer Michael on the podcast to just check in with you. Sure, we might I be think, able to do that. I see think what Nick, he's been up to. Maybe Nick is just missing producer Michael. Um, so we'll see if we can sort that out. Steph wanted to hear. We played Ben's version of Imagine that he sent us, his recording of that. Steph is like essentially one of the judges on The Voice. It sounds like she's turned her chair around. She said, I loved that. He's got a beautiful voice. Can I hear the full thing? So, Ben, if you're listening, maybe Steph... Does we'll he have an Instagram Steph. or something? Did Did we get any... Not that I know of. that we could plug. Ben, if you're listening to this, send us, if you have like an Instagram for your music or just your general, you know, travel photos, send that to us and we'll give that a plug for Steph and people like that. Um, And the last one I just wanted to quickly mention, Zach, uh, Elijah sent through a photo that someone near me is selling their whole Lamax Christmas Village collection which obviously you know I'm quite into. What are they asking? $1,800, I think. $15,000. Fifteen thousand. <laughs> fifteen. 15, is it worth 000. it? You're looking at the collection. These are yeah. the Christmas villages that Dom collects. They're these yes. porcelain facades, and yeah. he puts uh, cotton balls between them as snow well, and lays them out on a table at Christmas. I hate when you describe it <laughs> because because whenever you describe it, I think anyone who's just heard that for the first time will think I'm a bit weird. But I'm not. How do you describe it that's better than that? <laughs> I describe it as... So, okay, think about the room you put your Christmas tree up in and how much joy and Christmas spirit that brings to the room. Imagine if you could find a way to bring the whole room to life rather than just the Christmas mm. tree. Imagine a European village facade all around you that brings Christmas spirit, Christmas joy and Christmas cheer to the whole room. That's a Lomax well, Christmas kind of, village. but I mean, mm. like it's like as if you're a Godzilla. It's not like compared I'm compared to this Christmas village. Well, yes, it's not I'm, like if it was like actual size. And how am I constructing? Like, oh, I'm looking that? out my window. How can I construct that, Zach? How does that work? How the hell am I meant well, to construct to an actual to village? Europe. You'd have to go to Europe, and I guess we can't do it this year, can no. we? No, no. So, actually, that's a good point. Maybe I should start because people can't travel for a white Christmas this year. Maybe instead I can start charging people who were planning to go overseas for a European Christmas to come and spend time at the village, get the yeah, get the experience. It's got potential. You've looked at this uh, ad that's on, I think it's on Facebook Marketplace, $15,000 for the collection. Now, they are quite expensive, but that seems very expensive. Yeah, this is a lot of them, though. This is a professional grade um, Lamax setup. This is the sort of thing that you'd you'd see. Would you say that it's graduated from village and it's Mm. possibly now a city? (laughs) Well, it's at least a town. It is at least a town and it might be a city. Unfortunately, though. Um, despite, well, firstly, I don't have $15,000, so that's not happening. But secondly, I have been cut off from mum from buying any more, which was quite of a, quite a contentious disagreement. Why would you, what, how does your mum have any say over what you buy? Well, she has no say over what I buy, but she does have say over where they're set up, which is currently her house. And she said, we don't have any more room in here. We actually had, did I tell you about the, the tragic flooding event that hit the Lamax village in February? Yeah, didn't our climate change reach the cotton balls? (laughs) Well, essentially, there was a bit of a drama. I won't throw who in the family it was under the bus, but someone left the tap running in the laundry and it overflowed and flooded the house a little bit. 
and the water seeped through the floors downstairs and um, all the Lamax boxes got damaged. And I think the, I think the villagers themselves are fine. I think the villagers themselves will live to see many more Christmases. But uh, it was certainly a close call there. It was pretty tragic, pretty well, hard Well, Christmas day. will mean a lot more to them this year, won't it? Well, that's it. You know, after that... Because of the year they've made it through. Yeah, after that sort of um, drama. I mean, that and then obviously all the word of the pandemic hit and all these... They've had a rough year, my villagers, but... There, I mean, the good news is, Zach, we're in June. We're only uh, only five or so months away from them making another appearance. How the hell are we in June? I just saw, looked down at my computer and saw that. That is absurd. Mm. Gosh, we're Strange halfway year. to Christmas. Halfway to Christmas. So I got in contact. I uh, got contacted by Holman after we spoke last week, Dom, to follow mm. up the correspondence. You know how I said they put some feelers out. Yeah to sponsor a giveaway on Rain Gauge Check, the Instagram account where I check my Rain Gauge every day. Yep. The following messages, we have it confirmed. I have not one, <laughs> not two, mm. not three, but 10 Holman, 150 what? mil wedge Rain Gauge to nice. give away on Rain Gauge Check. Not only that, Dom, but when you were slamming me the other week, you were telling yeah. me how bad the giveaway was, yeah. how much it was going to cost. Not only are Holman providing the Holman 150mm wedge rain gauge, they're going to cover postage. Okay, well, that was that was the big cost that I thought you were going to be out of pocket for. So, so what, you're going to provide to Holman a list of the 10 winners and their addresses, and Holman will send right. them a rain gauge. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a great thing. situation. Well, especially, I mean, this is largely, particularly in our part of, of the country, this is generally the dry season, right? October, November, December is when the rain starts to come. This is the pre-season. This is the rain gauges pre-season, I guess. So this is the that's right, right time well, to that's invest the, in probably, That's probably why they reached out. They said they were reaching out because we were getting to 200 on rain gauge check. Mm. I mean, there might have been an element of truth to that, but I wonder also if they're thinking, we really want to ramp up interest in the Holman 150mm yeah. wedge rain gauge coming into the wet season in a few months' time. Yeah. And to that, I think I like what you're thinking, Holman, and I like that your marketing team is being proactive, mm. but this rain gauge sells itself. You really don't need to do any marketing. <laughs> I feel like that them just providing these as a giveaway is really just giving back to the community. Yeah, okay. I don't feel like they have any marketing. Uh, I, I don't feel like that there's any skin in the game for them because mm. why would you need to advertise the world's best product the world's well, best products don't need to, have you ever seen an ad for air dom have you ever seen an ad that's a good point for the stars well the, the no. best companies generally don't need to do a heap i know apple don't do much advertising in the traditional forms that you might see yes they do, they do no so no much. they do they <laughs> apple ads are like the world's most famous ads i don't i've never seen an apple ad tell me an apple ad okay well firstly go through the city and there's billboards everywhere and i would wager probably billboards in every city in the world okay but remember like the apple the ipod ads they're like some of the most famous oh, ads that ever yeah, have course. been around all right well i take that observation back i thought there was like a really renowned company that didn't advertise but i don't really know who that would be for some reason i thought it was apple but i must be thinking that you just don't hear for example if you're listening to the radio it's rare you hear in the same way you hear frank walker from national tiles Hi, Tim Cook here from Apple. Our iPhones are on sale this weekend. You don't hear that. And they've got to go. <laughs> Eights, nines, tens, elevens, all prices. <laughs> so you don't hear that sort of advertising much. That was more my point. That was sort of yeah. what I was getting at. But anyway, uh, the point was going to be that Holman are in that sort of league of, of product where the, the buzz around them is such, so big at a public, you know, general talk level that you don't need to boost it. 
So I'm thinking these are the stages of the giveaway. Yeah. Is we're going to have to come up with a concept. Uh, when mm. I say we, I mean the podcasting community in yep. conjunction with the Rain Gate Check community. And I'll touch sure. on that in a second, that crossover. Yeah. Um, but then, so probably I'm thinking maybe next week, maybe the week after. I'm not sure mm. when the competition is going to uh, take place, but that will be stage two of yep. of the giveaway. Stage one is the stage we're in at the moment. And that's mm. the Venn diagram of the crossover from Rain Gauge Check mm. to the podcast listeners. Now, I see the numbers on the podcast. Yeah. I know how many people listen to it. Also, the numbers on Rain Gauge Check, how many followers it has are publicly <laughs> visible. I see a little bit of a discrepancy <laughs> that I'd like to bring to the podcast listeners' <laughs> attention. And I know that this is just a clerical error, but there's a lot more people who listen to the podcast than follow Rain Gauge Check. So what I would like okay. to ask everyone yeah. is if you enjoy great localized weather-based content, which of course we all do, we all want to know whether it rained at my house every day. Sure. Please sure. go follow Rain Gauge Check because I want to make this worthwhile for home mm. and I want to show them what a community we have behind the 150 mil wedge Rain Gauge. Mm. But I need your help to do that. So we're on 850 followers at the moment. I'd love to see a few more there. So I'm wondering what we can do is if you're listening to this, I'd like yeah. you to comment on a Rain Gauge Check post. There's two different comments you could do. You could say, long-time listener, long-time gauger. So those sure. are for the people who have been listening and gauging for yeah. a really long time. Mm. The second you can do, and these are really the ones that we're hoping to pick up, is long-time listener, yeah. first-time gauger. Yeah, these sure, are people sure, who sure. are listening to the podcast. Maybe yeah. they listen to the radio show, but they've never followed Rain Gauge Check. Mm. Throw that in the comments. Put a hand up yeah. as the emoji. To let us know that you're new. Is there is there any that, judgment though of people who are only just jumping no, in? No, of course now? not. There's no judgment in the Holman 150 mil wedge rain gauge community, Don. Oh, well, except for me. We're all in it together. Who went and bought a Nilex 150 mil rain gauge. There's judgment in yeah, my because direction. You're in a different community. Yeah. You're well, a rival gang. We're not into that. <laughs> Nilex and Holman is the Montague and Capulet of 2020, if we're honest. Yeah, Samsung and Apple. And yeah. <laughs> Ford and Holden. Completely, completely. Uh, okay, well, I like that. So is it the latest rain gauge check you'd like to post? It, like Whatever the latest or? one is when you hear this, because I know that yeah. people will listen to it maybe over a week or two. Sure. We're getting messages actually from Chris earlier this week who said he was listening to the Rio uh, oh, yeah, the, okay. The Rio Breakfast Show, which was the first radio show we did mm. three and a half years ago. Wow. So maybe in three and a half years, we'll get a comment on it. <laughs> maybe that's just Chris reminiscing because we would have been coming up to the Olympics, wouldn't we, this year if they weren't cancelled? So maybe that's mm. just some reminiscing on that. Remember what it was like to have an Olympics? The memories. Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, <laughs> well that's exciting. So 10 rain gauges to give away. How? And I just want to be clear. Are the, is this going to be a fair competition? Is this going to be, you know, given out on merit or is it going to be luck involved? Yeah, see, I don't know because I kind of want it to be merit-based. I kind yeah, of okay. want to people who maybe I'm thinking it's doing something creative or, sure. you know, participating in some way. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just going to be a guessing game. Yep. Maybe it's going to be you have to send something in. Mm. Uh, well, uh, you know, the opportunities are endless. That's the other thing you can do. If you have an idea, please send it through. 
um, yeah. because we're a democracy in the rain gauging community. With the whole I mean, I control the, the account. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, I'm reluctant to throw Holman's name in there because they're a brand, aren't they? So they might not me. They might not like me saying that I'm the head of the movement. Yeah. I'm definitely the head of the fan club, though. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. The official fan club. It's probably fair to say. That's right. Um, well, we move... If you want to send ideas in, send them to your collective noun on Facebook. We move from one uh, game based on merit to another game based on merit. What's he whistling? Um, if you want to play along with my whistling game, uh, please do send your guesses into Collective Noun's Facebook page. It was the Simpsons theme I was whistling last episode, Zach, which no, I think was um, picked up easily. Before you continue... Before mm. you whistle the next TV theme, mm. I need a promise from you that the words moist <laughs> and the word lips <laughs> are banned from this segment. And well, I need a commitment to you that they won't be brought up. I wanted to. I wanted to get you, before I whistle, to chant wet those lips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? No. Is, that, is, that an, is that a firm no? Or is there room it's, to move? That's a very firm note. And also, at the moment, I'm being basically tackled by my dog. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't... For the last couple of minutes. Which have you dog? Seen is this a, Fuji or Snacks? This is Fuji. I'm going to see if Fuji wants yeah. to say something. I'll lower the podcast. I'll, I'll yeah, lower do the that. microphone down. What's up, Fuji? I'm not surprised Fuji's dropping by. By the way, can I just say, at the best part of the podcast, what's he whistling? Fuji knows what good what good whistling is. Um, well, often your whistles are on a register that only dogs can <laughs> hear. So. Shut up. Okay, so I meant to ask as well, speaking of this Holman giveaway, you mentioned you're going on holidays in a few weeks on the last episode. Mm. Uh, are we just not... Are we going to take a week off? What's your plan? Well, the great thing about the Holman 150 mil wedge rain gauge is that mm. it's travel size, isn't it? No, no, no. From the podcast, not from the rain oh, gauge. The <laughs> not gauging. <laughs> um... No, or you, we'll be able to do it, I think. You can take the recording We just might have to change the, the schedule. Yeah, okay. We'll make that work. I'm picturing you in the, uh, in the rain. I'm taking it to the cabin, mate. <laughs> I take my, my stuff dog is backing home. up. She's arcing her back. Mm. And she's trying to scratch up against the uh, tripod. <laughs> so, what I've never seen her do this before. It's very strange behavior. It have you seen the... Like, you know the bear in... Yeah. Um, in uh oh in jungle book <laughs> when he scratches his back on the palm tree what the hell are you doing the vision i'm seeing it looks like zach there's been an earthquake where you are because the, the camera is consistently just shaking there are you okay yeah she's a bit weird let's get what's he whistling okay. on because i think she wants yeah. to go outside so cameron georgia mari nicole demetrios and Catherine all got it right thomas was first though Bit of a classic request from Thomas with this TV theme. If you think you know it, send the uh, send the answer through to Collective Nouns Facebook page messages, as well as what you'd like to hear me whistle next episode. Here we go. There we go. I think that's all you should need, hopefully. There's, this might be a bit more niche, this one. Um, but if you know the show, you know the you know the tune. I'll put it that way. Okay, it's a little bit niche. We're coming down from the dizzying heights of mm. Doctor Who, which everyone knew. <laughs> Shut up. 
I thought Doctor Who. probably the easiest one in the world, seeing as last time you said Doctor Who was going to be so easy. I knew, clearly I'm wrong, but I did think Doctor Who was the most like successful show of all time. That was my understanding, but maybe I maybe I misread that story once. Guys, that's all the time we have. Send your guesses for what's he whistling into Collective Noun at Facebook. Also, we'd love to hear your suggestions for how to give away 10 Holman 150ml rain gauges. You can either send those to Rain Gauge Check on Instagram or Collective Noun's Facebook. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. Stay safe. Bye.